You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from bounce checks to butt sex. With over 3.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Bounce butt sex. And deputy moderator, Kirk Wilcox. People have sex with butts? And moderator in training, Brad. I think my wrench check just bounced. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Guys, amazing show this week. We've got a huge debate. We've got a contentious one because this is about... We were fired up before the even debate started. Oh, we were before de- we pressed record, people are fired up. Yeah, we were debating this before we... Like, at least for an hour before we started We spent an hour debating the framing of what the framing yeah. should be. You were keeping people at bay. You were like, no, guys, save it for the podcast. Yes. Save it for the podcast. I absolutely was. Because these guys like to spend their fuel before the podcast starts, and everyone's all fired up and angry. And I'm like, well, great. What are we going to do and on the show? And then it takes Maddox a half hour to start the podcast. <laughs> Every time you don't have a memory card in the recorder, how many of these have we done? Well, uh, 136. <laughs> this, then you could set your watch to, oh, the memory card. And then you go get it. Uh, and honestly, I can't even take credit for that this time because Kirk pointed it out. <laughs> MVP, MVP. Welcome, welcome back to the show, Kirk. Uh, Kirk Wilcox, comedian. Ron's a comedian too. If you guys, this is the first episode you've ever heard of the show. Yeah, yeah. And Brad, an editor, first time on the show. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you. First and probably last. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're actually gonna. I'm gonna tangent this debate into uh, frame rates. Hey, Brad, you a 2997 guy? You're more of a 23976 guy. I'd leave it for the finishing guys. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, Brad is a finisher. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, guys. Um, real quick before we start the actual debate, though, I do want to talk a little bit about E3. As and I'm I'm surprised so many people don't know what that is. What are the three E's? Entertainment. (laughs) <laughs> wow is that even right and, <laughs> oh oh i got, I got electronic i got electronic entertainment expo that's what it is oh okay yeah so oh, pretty good uh-huh point maddox that's right was what it fun it was fun I, it was too much fun uh and that's why i don't know if you guys you, you i don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice it's a little gravelly but you can you, and you can definitely see it on the on the youtube if you guys are watching on youtube but i am in an alcoholic haze and it's been this way, and it's going to be this way probably for the next few days because I partied too hard. I went to too many events. I went to too many after parties. I met too many people. What's your favorite game that's coming out? Oh, uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, it is so badass. So if you guys have played the old school Doom, they've kicked it a notch into the new new game. Now, here's the thing. Okay, with first-person shooters, and I know I'm, I'm, I might be losing a segment of the audience, but for first-person shooters, um, there's a game called Halo. And what it did is it introduced it introduced a, a gameplay element. Okay, you know I'm gonna lose it. No, 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 keep going, keep going. I'm no, Halo. Tell, tell about the, tell us about I, this I, game I, called Halo. I thought you. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go. It introduced douchebags to first-person shooters. I'm only familiar with Chex Quest. 
Oh my gosh, you know, that's like the second time it's come up in a few days. Uh, Chuck's Quest for some, is it like a video game that it was included in Chuck's Serial? Yes. Like back in the 90s, I Classic. think? Classic. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, fucking Halo. So this game introduced a gameplay mechanic where after you get shot, you like stand for 10 seconds and you reheal. Great. Wow, what a fucking boring game. I get to stand around for 10 seconds. Every every 10 seconds I get shot. Oh, I got to stay. I got to go hide. What a boring game. Doom says, no, fuck you. We're going back to the basics. And Doom rewards players for being aggressive, running into the battle, punching people right in the fucking face. And when you run out of ammo, the only way you get more ammo is by killing enemies faster. All right. I yeah. Like that. That's yeah. A, a fun gameplay mechanic. It, yeah. It's basically just a brutal free-for-all. Yeah. It makes your dick hard. Love it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> just like the original. Botoff in the chat room says, I want to put Ron Babcock inside my body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like a body my same size. <laughs> I, uh, I always forget about the, the Kiss Army in the chat room, and then they show up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember those guys. Yeah, those, yeah, it was a, it was a good time. I met, uh, I hung out with Boogie, Boogie two nine eight eight, and I met a bunch of uh, other big YouTubers. I hung out with. Uh, oh, so I just made this YouTube video where I talked about the Borderlands three controversy going to Epic Games, whatever, and I talked about this YouTuber named Yangya. Yang Ye. Oh yeah, you kind of. Like, yeah, I remember you. Called you, out Yang Ye. you called him Yang out, Ye, but you yeah. were like, "I like a lot of his content, but this <laughs> one is bullshit." Yeah, and and I, you know, I thought it was like a respectful. I was like, I just. I thought it was with a it. respectful way of doing it. Yeah, because because he doesn't have good content. I wasn't shitting on him personally because I actually like a lot of his content. But I so I saw him and I met him. And we took a picture together. And did did he know that you made that video? He did not. And I told him I did. And I was like upfront about it. I'm like, yo, listen, dude, I just kind of called you out in one of my videos, but in a kind of a respectful way. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, cool. He's like a super nice guy. He was like, who are you? He scratched your corner. <laughs> I thought that story was going to end with, so we started to like fuck each other up and started like, you know. But it turns out really you had a nice conversation. We started going hard. And also uh, for the for the uh, Ron heads in the chat room, which I know there are a lot of, um, for, for those of you listening to the Babcock tips, Ron, a long time ago, I, and I tell you guys, I do most of Ron's Babcock tips. He gave a tip a while ago, which is to donate blood. Yes. And guess what? I fucking did it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm donating on Monday. Great. First of all, I w- uh, when did you donate? Well, right. by the look of the oh, sore on my arm, uh, like uh, 10 minutes ago, uh, <laughs> it is not here. telling you, well. man, in the next couple days, <laughs> you're going to feel good. Really? Your body's going to give you a whole new pint of blood. It's like an oil change for your body. Well, too late, because I already replaced it with vodka all week. Uh, <laughs> donating, <laughs> donating is for suckers. Sell your plasma. Get paid for that shit. Well, anyway, guys, speaking of getting paid for shit, let's talk about this debate, which is universal basic income. Later on in the show, I've got some voicemail. We've got a Babcock tip, and we're going to have a recap of last week's debate. But before we get there, let's hear everyone's buzzer. Here's what mine sounds like. Kirk? Wrong! Brad. And Ron. There it is. If you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate, that means someone's disagreeing with someone else, or you're chiming in for an interjection. But uh, let's talk about this universal basic income. Brad, as a first-time guest on the show, I'm going to throw it to you. What is what is your what, what is your thoughts on universal basic income? And there is a wrong answer, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, actually, and let me let me phrase it correctly. The debate is: Is universal basic income for pinko commie dipshits, or what? Or what? Uh, what do you think, Brad? Is it for pinko commie dipshits? Are you a pinko well, do, commie? Or? Should you define what universal basic basic income is in case people yes. don't know what the fuck that is? Uh, yeah, that people, would probably be a good people thing for a host to like do. me who don't, <laughs> don't know what universal basic Yeah, you know what? Yeah, since you don't know what it is, I will define it just, to, just for the sake of Brad. You know, I'm sure all the listeners know, but universal basic income. <laughs> 
is is a is a concept that was introduced. Um, Kirk, you can help me out with this. Is and, Yang Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang, and he's calling it the Freedom Dividend, which is fucking stupid. The but Freedom uh, Dividend. The the Freedom Dividend. But uh, he's he, the promise is every American eighteen and up will get a thousand dollars a month. Okay, and and what is this? Just like. You get it no matter what, right? Yes. Okay. So, so you that turn the, 18, you get 1000 bucks on the first of every month or whatever. Yeah. So that is the debate. Is that a good idea? Okay. Well, I didn't realize that there's a specific guy for America. I know that futurists and stuff like that have been saying that the idea of universal basic income is that everyone who's an adult gets a certain amount of income every month to right. live off of. Right. Uh, and my thoughts are that is going to happen at some point. Uh, because of no one's going to have any jobs because AI and automation and robots are going to take everyone's job. No one's going to have any income whatsoever. So you start giving people like a living wage just to live off, to make ends meet, to buy food, housing, clothing, the basic needs. And then they can make more money doing a work or selling goods or doing artwork afterwards. Okay, so what do you think of that, Kirk? Because I know you disagree. Well, I have two opinions on this. First is the idealist opinion, which I've said before on this show. The proper role of government is to protect individual rights and property rights. It's not to provide people with basic needs. It's not to take care of the needy. So ideally, no, no universal basic income. Says Kirk. Uh, yeah, says me. <laughs> like You're like, this is what government is for. Exa- well, that- what do you think the proper role of government should be? I think the government... It doesn't matter what you think the proper role of government should be. <laughs> oh, my God. Prop for a rock call. Back I am there. so glad you, you said that, Kirk, because I've been waiting to... Like, I, I, I'll I, be in the shower sometimes. I'll be taking a shit, and this, your words <laughs> will be ringing in, in my shower. head. I'll be shitting <laughs> in the shower? Yeah. Thinking about me? Two, two birds yeah. at once. Two I'm birds. distracted by... And I'm so angry because I'm like, fucking Kirk. And I'm like... I want to debate you on this because you keep saying this this phrase like it's a fucking like it's a law. Yeah. It is not a law and the def- the definition and role of government is not defined but it, as like the standard thing. And anyone could could uh, could define government. You're saying the the role of government is what? To protect an individual's right to life, liberty and the pursuit of property and happiness. Says you. The, that, well, so, what do you think the proper role of well, government wait, should be? Wait, the pursuit of starving to death, isn't that the pursuit of life? Yeah. So the government no, should protect you from starving to death They, they, and they dying? protect your right to pursue your life to for your own survival. That doesn't mean that you, you can be guaranteed certain basic things without violating the rights of other people. I mean, I think the idea of universal basic income is interesting, and I think it's a way... Like, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. I think a lot of people are going to have a negative reaction towards it. I do think it's an interesting way for the idea of our economy to actually evolve. Because I am, like, through in the next 10 to 15, 20 years, a lot of our jobs are going to be taken over by AI and automation. And I always look at the lens of making things as practical and as efficient as possible. So, like, one of the things is, like, people in, like, to end homelessness... You know, there's this always thoughts of like, hey, let's just give them houses and let's get them off the street. And you're like, well, you can't give the homeless houses. But when you start to show that, hey, actually, we spend less money just giving him the fucking house and getting him off the street than putting him through the, the system and, you know, through the criminal court system, we spend more money doing that. So my thought is if you have universal basic income and you allow people to just satisfy their basic needs, like, is that going to be a more efficient use of our resources than having some people who are kind of living in the dregs of society and having to exist in the welfare state? Because I'm always looking for the most practical option available. 
So I'm, I wonder if this is a more efficient use of our resources to make sure that like you keep some people from falling into the, dr- the gutter and pulling more resources from our system. Okay. Yeah, Kirk, yeah, what do you have to say about that? Well, you bring up the practical. I See, I said the first, my first opinion, that's my main opinion, the idealist opinion. Uh, but I also have a practical opinion. And I would be in favor of universal basic income if you got rid of all of uh, all other welfare programs that currently exist. Okay, so your idea is like, listen, we'll give you universal basic income, but nothing else. Yes. That's interesting. Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, WIC, SNAP, everything else goes. I'm no gonna... no subsidies or tax breaks get rid of get rid of all subsidies and tax breaks for corporations for for people uh who need who need food stamps everyone gets a thousand dollars a month and that's it the government is closed for business after that okay um okay if you you think that that but you'd be okay with that yes okay practically. Why, why why practically uh, for a variety of reasons, um, I, I think it would be easier to predict the economy. I think it would cut down on a lot of lobbying because if the government says, look, we're just giving everyone $1,000 and that's it, uh, people want, you want to have all these pressure groups coming to the government saying, hey, we need this subsidy. We need this tax break, whether it's Planned Parenthood trying to get subsidies for their clinics, whether it's uh, a, a bank trying to get a bailout, whether it's uh, General Motors trying to get a bailout. It's like, nope, this is the only welfare we're giving out and that's it additionally a a problem with today's modern welfare and i don't think this is the proper role of government but when it comes to welfare for the poor a lot of people have to jump through a lot of hoops they have to prove that they make us below a certain amount of income they have to prove that they uh don't have any money in the bank and i can get this understand the mentality because it's like look if you're going to come to the taxpayers asking for help you better spend every dime you have first don't come don't come to the government asking for money but on the other hand, a lot of people who get on welfare stay on welfare because they're afraid to get a job. And I think Andrew Yang has actually talked about this in some of his interviews that people get on welfare and they stay on welfare and they don't want to get a job because they think to themselves, well, if I get a job, even if I make more money than I make on welfare, what happens if I lose my job? What happens if the if my employer goes out of business in two years? Then I have to jump through all these bureaucratic hoops to get uh, my basic needs met. Whereas if you have that guaranteed income for $1,000 that you with no strings attached then you can go out and get a job and you don't have to worry about getting fired and then losing your I think a safety lot of, net a lot of times i think that's a really good point actually and i but i think a lot of times people are looking at this as like the government is giving you a thousand dollars as far as i've heard the way the argument is currently structured is that it would be funded by a vat a value-added tax that's yes. common in europe where the government will put say a, a tax on our goods and services that you pay 10 percent. so basically you're you're paying you're already paying it and then you get it's almost like a forced savings plan and the government gives you that money back at the end of the year either through a dividend check every year as like a social dividend or as a cut thing on your taxes so it almost is like the people who end up paying are the people who end up consuming more so i'm coming me my little environmental like perspective that i view everything because i'm a, a big hippie freak is that I think that we need to actually consume less because I think we're burning through our resources too fast. So for me, I, this would have a calming effect on consumption because things cost more, you're going to use it like well, use well, it less. That's the weird conundrum with universal basic income. When you got to raise taxes, you're going to raise uh, the cost of goods and services throughout the economy. So the money you get might be a wash at the end of the day. So it's like, oh, okay, you get $1,000, but you just increase the cost of everything across the economy by 10%. You know what? Actually, somebody in the chat room, I just out of the corner of my eye, uh, Ian, all had a really good point. He's like, I'm on the fence about this idea. Why wouldn't landlords just raise the rent by, exactly. oh, I don't know, a thousand bucks? They would. <laughs> 
Well, especially if uh, if the cost for uh, the, their standard of living goes up, they're going to have to raise costs. Like, you wonder if is there a lot of unintended consequences that would happen? Like, oh, you yeah. can't just start giving people a thousand fucking bucks every month. You got it. 50 bucks first and then 100 like you got to ease people into it well there's they're actually starting in california in stockton california they've started a program i think it started this year where they started giving everyone that lives there yeah but then you have to live in stockton well (laughs) (laughs) i actually know someone from stockton i mean a thousand dollars like it goes a whole it's but it's only 500 dollars a month yeah but in stockton then we might as well be a fucking millionaire (laughs) Look, you can buy a lot of meth with here, $500 a month. Here's what we know about people who win lotteries, which is they always blow it. They always spend all that money. So any amount of money you get- Or they them, end up dead. No. Or they end no, up, yeah. No, not everybody. The people who, that we know about, but the people who choose to stay anonymous, those are the fucking weirdos who still go back to their job. You know, and oh, they don't think they just buy a new Toyota Corolla oh, yeah. and then they call it a day. Okay, but most people I'm the weirdo who would do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I won the lottery four years ago. I'd have a two thousand nineteen Toyota Corolla. No, no, dude, Honda Fit. Then you buy yeah. used sports package. Okay, so so you you give these people money. I made this argument a long time ago, which I thought was a sound one. There are durable goods and non-durable goods in our economy. Now, people who are rich buy durable goods. And those are things like cars, yachts, houses. Those are things that last a while. Non-durable goods are like Tupperware, clothes, um, irons, ironing boards, the the common uh, things that you buy in stores like Target and and uh, uh, Kmart and those type of places. So people who get this thousand dollar windfall per month are just going to go out and spend it on durable goods. And I do believe it will be it will have a net positive effect on manufacturing and the economy because people are just buying things that they need to replace that they're just constantly uh, burning through. And Ron, the um, the resources argument, I don't believe at all, not for a oh second. My God, you I don't even shit. think we're close. You're such a fucking dipshit. <laughs> you know how much oil, do you think there is? There's literally there, a finite we, amount. Yeah, oh, well, there's a finite oil. Something else. Oh, we'll switch to something else. I don't give a shit. I'm not like Ben Shapiro. I'm not making a case like, oh, we'll just move fucking f- from the coast when it sinks. Uh, that, that's not the <laughs> argument I'm, I'm making. But I do believe. Believe that we haven't even scratched the surface of vertical farming. Vertical farming will solve so many problems. It will be more fuel efficient, more cost effective. Look at the printer revolution. I, the email, the email revolution has made it made paper basically what obsolete. Printer revolution. Yeah, the the printer. way you say our printers fucking rising up against <laughs> us. No, because they don't fucking work. Yeah, they work just fine. No printers for a work week. just fine. What printer have you ever used where you're like, man, that's a damn good ass printer? Printers, printer. the ones in Kinkos don't even fucking work. I've bought two printers within the last three years, and both of them stopped working after six months. I'm glad we're getting to a real debate. Buy so black the, and white laser printers; is- those last forever, and they're great. Unfortunately, like I had a laser printer for like five years. And I finally had to change out the thing. Oh, that's and so I had to buy a whole new fucking printer because they stopped making the printer and they stopped making the the, the cartridge. The, the cartridge. So I bought a color laser printer, and I've already had to fucking replace. Oh. All of the shit there. Okay. I printed like five fucking things. Yeah, listen, guys. If you had universal basic income, you could buy a ton of printer cartridges. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And that's exactly what- <laughs> I these... wouldn't have to stress about printer cartridges. But and... the cost of a printer will go up by 10% because of VAT. No, it's look, just because people are making more money, they're not just going to fucking start gouging people. Uh, oh, fuck you. You don't you know think so? Dude, that's probably the best point Kirk has ever made. Yeah. There are people going to raise the prices. Hey man, yeah, the government VAT—they're gonna—they're gonna raise it ten percent, gonna raise it twelve percent, then take two percent for themselves. But the economy will collapse because everyone's raised the prices. Your landlords raise the rent, so everything's the same. So you're still gonna head in the same, like you're gonna defeat the purpose 
of what the like the the thing that no universal basic income was trying to solve. You fucking you- knuckle dragging dipshits. Here's the th- here's the problem with like this dumbass this dumbass dipshit. Oh, oh well, if everyone gets a thousand dollars, everyone's just gonna raise the prices. Uh. No, because someone's gonna come along and say, hey. Everyone else is raising the prices. I'm going to do this other thing called lowering them, and I'm going to fucking get all the business. It's still capitalism. It's still the free market. Yeah, People can and still you know economy. how the free market always works, too. Uh, well, never, it's never been oligarch- rigged. It's never any oligarchies that come together <laughs> and just agree to conspire and keep a price at a certain yeah. level. And, yeah, nope. You still have antitrust. And, yeah, because that works so well, because we have such a great choice on what internet service presi- provider to I use. I agree. And antitrust needs to go into the shredder where it belongs. Oh, fucking Kurt, just shut the <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, all hail AT and T. Yeah, yeah. All those Wait, who love government created monopoly. I saw how Spectrum was. Time Warner was so bad that they just changed their name to Spectrum, and now we all got to pretend like they're this new fucking guy. And I know, and I, I remember calling, I remember calling Time Warner, and they're like, "We're Spectrum now." I'm like, "We know. Well, you're doing some real Time Warner bullshit right now." <laughs> and they were like, "Because they just do that thing where like it's only forty five bucks a month, and then two years later, like, oh, now it's sixty five, and you call up and you're like, I want." I thought my internet was forty five. They're like, yeah, that was a promotional rate for two fucking years. Yeah, I've I've had that shit too. Where I'm like, oh, so if I if I just um switch, or if I cancel this and start a new account, I just get the, the promotional rate again. They're like, yeah, I'm like, well, this is such a here, fucking here's the Babcock tip. All you got to do is cancel your account and not start it back up for I believe sixty days, and then you're considered a new customer again. Yeah. So if you could borrow your neighbor's internet for sixty days, Ooh. then you get the thing. Or and if by you the have way, a roommate or you live with a girlfriend, then you, just, you just switch it over to their. Okay. Yeah, because you got there's a way. I mean, and fuck these guys. They're fucking us, so you fuck them back. Yeah, because internet is not that expensive. No, it, to it, it's just and and especially the phone company. It isn't. I, I thought worst. I thought net neutrality was going to skyrocket internet costs. Well, they're they're slow playing that. That's the thing. <laughs> they no, the companies are like they know not to come out right out the gates because they're like oh we don't want to fuck. I'm them. just trolling because Maddox and I had this debate one time a couple years ago. Which which the net neutrality, but yeah, it's net coming. Neutra- and I won that one. That was the thing. And here's the thing: <laughs> everything solved. I won the debate. Yeah. Jim Pye said Kirk has a good point. We're getting rid of it. Yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, so so all these like fucking conservatives who are like, I'm getting banned on Twitter. Uh, I want regulation now. It's like, well, guess what, dumb I said fuck. Said it on the fucking show that that was coming. <laughs> Got Dreadmere 2.0 over here. Yeah. <laughs> Dreadmere is Kirk Wilcox 2.0. <laughs> 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 Dreadcocks. Let's let's <laughs> uh, real quick in the chat room. We've got Paul Flart. Welcome, Paul Flart. Guys, give him a follow on hey, Instagram. Yeah. He's been killing it with his fart game. Oh, by the way, real <laughs> real quick aside. At E3, I went to this like um, YouTube lounge thing, and there was a security guard in there. I walk into the middle of a conversation. He's like, he's like arguing with his with his other security bro, and he goes. Yeah, man. Um, he goes. He asks the room. He poses the question. He goes to the to this room. Do you did you guys ever as a kid think that if you farted and you really quickly like sniffed it all up, no one else could smell it? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's, That's a science fact. Fucking right? crazy. Yeah. And and I was sniffed it all up. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately I was like, fart vacuum. No. No. So no. But I said no. But like I I have done this. I have farted into a vacuum. To see, what? oh yeah, we've yeah. all done that. Yeah, you put a vacuum hose up yeah. your ass, and then 
fart right into See, it. You could, like I farted, and then I just take the vacuum, pick it up, and I'm like, well, I mean, it's air, it's so air. it's got to go someplace. Yeah, it's got to go someplace. And you just. But then I also doesn't realize with the vacuum, it sucks in the air. It also it takes out the dirt, and then it blows the air out. Yeah, but it like smells the, different. It's like dusty air. <laughs> oh, so it's like yeah. a dusty fart. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's better. You're like uh, pig pen from the. <laughs> From uh, Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown, yeah, that's right. Peanuts, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think it is, I, theoretically it is possible to to suck up an entire fart into a vacuum cleaner. I think that's possible, but not with your nose. I was once sick as a kid, nose. and I would, I, you know, when we were sick as a kid, we'd sit on the couch, and you know, you get to watch TV, and I was home alone. I once farted so bad that I actually thought I burned a hole in the couch. <laughs> I had to push myself up off the couch because I honestly thought that like. Oh no! I fucking I like fucked up the couch. Burn in the and couch. I, I put my hand on it, and the fabric was hot. <laughs> and it was like, and I remember thinking, I was like eleven. I was like, I that I've that has never come out of my body before. It was yeah. crazy. I've had those. I've had those. They feel like lava farts. Like, yeah, <laughs> like like whatever. You know, um, have you ever had a souffle, like a chocolate souffle? When you crack into it, the chocolate kind of oozes out like lava, and that's how I imagine those farts are. Because I feel like there, I feel like there's um, there's something there that is tangible. Like you know, you're not gonna, you're you're gonna want to have to a safety wipe after that. Anyway, we've got a real quick uh, super chat from Stephen Michael Davis for four ninety nine. Shout out to Kirk. Give these statists hell. What up, Steve? statists or statists? Statists. I know what he's trying to say, and <laughs> and I and he's wrong, and I disagree. Okay, Kirk. Oh, real quick though, earlier I never got to finish up this uh, this argument. Uh, back to the universal basic income, and Kirk also says the definition of government is proper uh, role of government. The proper role of government yeah, yeah. is to protect. But individual individual rights, rights and property rights. So here's my argument against that, and I, it's a sound one. I would love to hear a response to it. It's not going to come because it's perfect. Um, it's airtight. Uh, but here it is. Um, what is the value of America? Where does the value of America come from? Freedom. The flag. No, fuck you. It doesn't have a fr- freedom. <laughs> uh, no. What the what fucking good is freedom if you don't have shit that anyone wants? Yeah, you 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 have like a little tribe in South America that nobody's touching and everyone's kind of, they're protected. They can do whatever they want. They have the in freedom. In South America they have freedom? Yes. In these the tribes tribe. these tribes are indigenous and uh, and autonomous tribes, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, there's some of them I know nothing about shit. these tribes you're talking about to be honest. There are tribes that haven't been contacted by humans before and they and live in South it's America. It's illegal to contact them and they, they you have to give them a certain amount of space so they can just live their indigenous and, and, lives. And, and they respect property rights from the John Locke sense. And what do you mean by that? That uh, they 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 respect private property. Everyone has private property, and everyone respects each other. And they have a, a, the tri- a government that that enforces property rights. No, but and but, intellectual property. No, rights. but they have they 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 choose to live how they want. That that is the definition of freedom, right? You live how you want. That is freedom. Yeah, you don't have to fucking if if you're just want to live in a communal property and that's the system you want, then you get to fucking live in it. Exactly. So you can choose. I mean, or even, you could choose like, well, this is my land and this is your land, and there's a fence. As long as you're autonomous, people, even like communism, you could say if they are self-imposing that on the, on themselves is is a form of freedom because they're choosing to live that way. Like Islam with the women wearing their burqas, whatever their hijabs, that's what they choose. That is their freedom of choice, right? So so the I was what I was getting at is the value of America is the net sum of all our assets, all our resources, all our property, and all the G- uh, our GDP. And breakfast pizza. And bre- Wait a minute. Uh, so all of our resources, all of our, uh, who, all our resources. Oil, trees, 
natural and resources. And this is all collectively for, owned. It's all every, everyone's in on this. It's not collectively owned. Don't you get your oil check so, every so month? this microphone, this is mine. This is America, so I get to take this when I leave. Right? You did spill coke all over his <laughs> carpet. Well, regardless of who owns it, whether whether it is government or or individuals, if it's private citizens, it is property in America, and that property has value. And our income has value, and our economy produces a product that has value, right? That is our value of America. Yeah, who produces this stuff, though? Americans? It doesn't just come in a vacuum. People have to create this stuff. Okay, but the point is, what is the value of America? It is our property, right? These things that we produce, our economy. are, but no, the the value of America is the freedom to pursue happiness. And when people are free, they pursue values, and they live productive what are you, a fucking high school yearbook? Uh, the high freedom to pursue happiness. Yeah, that could be the value. Yeah, of any public country. school year. Yeah, public school. Year I think what you're trying to say is that well, the value of America is the what the shit we make. Yes, the shit we make is the, the sh- value. Not, of not mean that we collectively own it, but the shit we make as a nation. That all stuff. So okay, we so make why, stuff as a nation. Get to the second Here's half the of your second point. Half of, well, yeah, because fucking Kirk the derailer. Uh, you know what, Kirk? You're the <laughs> yeah. He's derailing you by destroying your argument. He's not destroying <laughs> shit, Brad. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. Delete this episode. I'm gonna fucking delete this episode. I'm okay, pissed so off. your point is uh, the value is the shit the, the we value create. the shit we create. The, that's the fucking value of America. When you look up the number one economy in the world, America's the number one based right, the, on what? A bunch of the things GDP. that you add up. The GDP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, the wealth so that's that was the created value. by productive individuals oh. pursuing their happiness. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Second half of your second point. half of the point. All right. So that is the value of America, and if you do something that diminishes that value. Aren't you then causing damage to this country? Aren't you then who determines what who, who's diminishing what value? Well, for example, let's say that there. If I is... buy toilet paper and wipe my ass with it, I'm diminishing the value. No, no, because that's what toilet paper is for. If you steal toilet paper, is that what we're talking about? The, it, if you light the toilet paper on fire, or maybe overthrow it over somebody's tree like a fucking teenager. If you if you have okay, oh my god, this is the dumbest. <laughs> But the point is that the Are toilet paper is valuable to me because it improves my life because it cleans my ass of shit, uh, thereby reducing the risk of rash and disease on my ass. Let me give you guys a Babcock tip. Yeah. You ever check out bidets? <laughs> yeah, bidets are great. Bidets are fucking great, man. I mean, it really, really changed the game. Oh, but you're wasting is... water, you're diminishing value. Or no, you're just no. giving... <laughs> Oh no, I'm enhancing the value yeah. because that water is stuck Kirk, in my asshole. Kirk, you're being so contrarian that you're not letting him get to the yeah, end of his point. Did. That's what, and that's the only way you can argue because you know I'm about to shove a, uh, some rhetoric right, right up your let, ass. Let's hear this horse shit okay. argument. Fuck my you, Brad. clean ass, thanks to toilet paper. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, thanks to vacuums, some would say. <laughs> okay. So if you... If you are a con- if you are a company or if you're an individual who does something to damage America's ability to produce or reduces its GDP, then you have effectively destroyed America's value and property, which is equivalent to a foreign country invading and destroying our property That's or value. So like when nonsense. the so like when Why? when people game the housing system and crash the stock market and the banks went out, they were bingo. They yeah. bingo. So so enemies can come. Well, how come none of them are in without. jail? We just gave them a shitload of money. Well, that's a different story. But this <laughs> oh, is the because, point. because the, the the economy would have diminished in value, and we needed to bail out the banks to keep the economy. Oh going. right. So right. by the way, finance and banking are some of the most is the most regulated industry in America. Let's let's not pretend this is laissez faire. Definitely okay. not regulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, all the Federal but is that enforced? Oh, Regulated, enforced. but not enforced. Kirk, I want to hear a rebuttal to this because I think that I made a solid bulletproof case. If you, oh, fascism, if you, yes. if you, 
if you destroy the value of America, you are its enemy. But right, and so so isn't it? What then- if I'm increasing my own value? What if I'm increasing my own value through productive trade, but my uh, trading actions uh, impact someone else's job, for instance? Well, that's that's a yeah. actually like, good, what if you really invent email and then you destroy the paper industry yeah. in the post office, the post office, which is literally a federal institute? I mean, that's fair. Uh, all of the, all of these things are are possible. Um, you could do you could do any of these things, right? And it could destroy. So the the case the point is though, if you reduce America's value, then then it, by your own definition, so my right Kirk, to pursue happiness has to take a backseat to whatever America's value is. No, uh, no, your right to pursue happiness, right? What if it, what if it's another country's right to pursue happiness to uh, steal or take countries our? Don't have rights. Individuals have. Okay, rights. individuals have and rights. Companies. Fine. Well, yeah. Wait a second. Actually, that's not true. Companies are treated like people. Corporations yeah, are treated like people. individuals that come together right. to seek a profit. They have all the rights of people, but get none of the punishment of doing something. That they never get sued. Hasn't Monsanto been uh, just got sued before a billion dollars? Sued, a- but no one goes to jail for killing. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. Monsanto went to jail. Oh no! <laughs> a billion dollar company. We lost a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Monsanto has, go- has feels weird when it goes to its high school reunion for all the people it fucked over. Yeah. You gave my mom cancer, Monsanto. All right. All right. Anyway, back to, you, back, to universal, back to universal basic income. I have a, an example I want to talk about because this actually has already happened in Canada. Ontario is canceling its basic income experiment. And they didn't quite say the full reason why. This is from PBS.org. Uh, they said the Canadian province is a year into an experiment that gives 4,000 low-income participants an annual stipend as part of an effort to determine whether a basic annual income is more effective than other social programs. Under the pilot program, individuals receive $13,000 per year and couples get $19,000. So they kind of uh, they, t- they kind of talked about this, and the people opposed to it were actually surprised that they canceled it because they thought this would be a you know, recurring thing. I don't think they saw that, that uh, prediction of yours, Kirk, that, that people would just increase the price of goods just because people were making $1,000. Because, again, I think the free market would rule, and then whoever is raising the prices, someone else would come along and lower the prices. So why why would that be any different? Well, the prices have to go up because you have to impose a tax in order to get that revenue to send to people in the first place. So you well, can't avoid the price increases. But, yeah, but if everyone has more money and, and the, the cost of things go up throughout the economy, then, yeah, people who are providing goods and services will have to increase their prices. They said here the government said in a statement announcing the change – uh, excuse me. The, yeah, the change that instead of putting money into the experiment, which costs an estimated 115 million dollars over three years, it would focus the resources on on uh, more proven approaches. And it didn't say exactly when the program would end or what those approaches were, but uh, it's it still sounds like it's an experiment. But Brad brought up something very interesting at the top of the show, which Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and many other uh, you know you could call them futurists or or titans of industry have predicted this in the past. They said that. Technology advancements will eventually lead to the diminishment of our ability to produce an output. So if we become irrelevant because we have replaced our work capacity with uh, automated machines or we have replaced them with, um, you know, low income workers in other countries like blowjob robots, blowjob robots would be a huge problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if we replace if we replace everyone with like blowjob robots or whatever, then put the world's oldest profession out of business. That's right. Yeah. A lot of homeless hookers. And yeah. so what do you do then, Kirk? Yeah. I mean, this is a centuries-old question of, uh, oh, no, the new technology is going to kill jobs and uh, erase people's value. This- Somebody's got to build the blowjob robots. Yeah, well, this was a problem with the automation is building. No, Autom- see, robots are building. Somebody's got to build the robots to build the right. robots to build the blowjob There's a robots. handful of people who are maintenance people, keeping up 
upgrading you, the systems. Do you the think they system? use the blowjob robots when nobody's looking? Of course. Because I, I would do it. <laughs> Have you guys seen Westworld? Uh, that's what they fucking do. I saw and it. That's where the future, but see, that's why you need a universal basic income so that you can spend all of your free time getting blowjobs from blowjob robots. That's productive, if I've ever seen it. Super productive. Here's where that's I, what Wally's all about. Here's where I get into it, is that <laughs> we, keep, we keep arguing whether or not this is a good idea. You know what the best way to test an idea is to put it into practice. Keep doing studies like this. See if this shit works. If it does, do more of it. If it doesn't, then stop. Didn't we Iceland always, try it for a while, too, and they realized Finland? Finland. And, then, and then they stopped. And, and there's like it's one of those things where it's like, we need to stop... We need to put some of these things into action, into like actual experiments and be like, okay, let's see what happens. We spend so much time discussing whether things are good ideas or not good ideas. We need to take a more practical approach. Does this fucking work or not? Um, I mean, if a blowjob robot feels good, we should probably do it. I mean, uh, so this was they did do this in Finland. I just looked up this this example. They said the real benefits so far have come in terms of health and well being. The two thousand participants they got six hundred forty dollars a month, no strings attached, and here's what happened for the two thousand participants that were surveyed, along with a control group of five thousand. Compared with the control group, those taking part had clearly fewer problems related to health, stress, mood, and concentration. Said Mina Yakano, senior researcher at Kela Kela. I don't know some bullshit. Uh, results. <laughs> yeah. Uh, results also showed that people had more trust in their future and their ability to influence it. So it looks like that was a, a positive potentially. But oh, this yeah. is also from Huffington Post. It's very liberal. They're going to be um, super for universal basic income, uh, which which basically sounds like pinko bullshit. Uh, Kirk, would you agree with that, or you're saying that you're you're fa- in favor of it? In favor of pinko bullshit. Pinko bullshit. Commie pinko. No, yeah, this. I wouldn't say bullshit. that this is communism because communism is fundamentally the abolition of private property and the control, the the public control over all resources and property in a society. So this is just more mixed economy nonsense. Of we're still going to have elements of free markets. We're just going to redistribute a little more wealth here and there, essentially. Okay, so. But but you, it sounded like you were in favor for it in in exchange for abolishing other government. Get programs. rid of all current welfare programs, and everyone gets a thousand dollars a month, and no more tax write offs, no more tax credits, no more subsidies. This is it from you know, the federal government. I want to shit on you, Kirk, but this is something I think I may agree on. I always want to shit. I want to take a big old shit on <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> is this why you think? Is why you shit in the shower when you think about me? You're like. Ugh. <laughs> Those are involuntary anger turds, Kirk. Those come out compacted as fuck. I'm so angry. But this one... He I, actually shits like a machine gun. It's like... You know, and it fires like out. Like a little rabbit pellet. Yeah. Uh, I do... I do feel... I do feel like you may have a good point here because this is essentially... how close they got the microphone to get that fart sound? Oh, yeah. That is, this is clean. Play that again. <laughs> That is so clean. Good fart, that right? was right into the mic. You know what, though? Uh, not they had necess- to throw away the windscreen after that. Not necessarily, because Paul Flart, and again, I'm embarrassed to play these uh, these sound effects compared to Paul Flart in the chat room, but Paul Flart, if you guys follow him on Instagram and uh, check out his farts, he's he's just like literally looking into his, his phone, usually, or his webcam, and it picks up crystal clear farts. <laughs> and I'm talking, man, uh, oh, there he is. He's in the chat room. Okay, um, you know what? Just to give you an example, I'm going to play a quick Paul Flart fart right now and i'll show you ron because it's not that hard to pick up a crystal clear fart and here's uh, paul i'm just picking up like any of your random fart oh here's one with forty four thousand views listen to this <laughs> oh that's a real sh- that's a that's a, that's just a two that wasn't a fart here's one. okay here's another one from paul oh my lord oh god 
Oh my god! Yeah, but he, here's he looks another, like here's superhero one. of farts. You man. could hear the yeah. cheese in his diet. Yeah. Listen to this one. <laughs> like a door of a creepy door opener. That is a. I would use the, as an editor. I would use that fart as a creepy door yeah. opening. <laughs> Dude, what in, if we in many ways listen? It is. What, how about this? What if we make a video and but our only sound effect in library? <laughs> It's Paul Flart farts. Like you have to put every f- so like they put the coffee cup down and it's like. <laughs> I would watch a shit. That would be a, a fun video. It's like Paul. I think you should take a, a viral video and just you should you should Paul Flart it and you should just re- replace all everything with your farts. Yeah, uh, Winsor twenty one in the chat room says that's real. It is absolutely real. You can watch these. There's like countless farts on. Oh here. fuck! Great. Anyway, back to Universal uh, Basic. Well, I want to bring it back to yeah. the communism. This uh, Andrew Yang even had to make a thing on his website. Isn't this communism socialism? And then he has to answer it. Yeah. But it's funny because you bring this up and a lot of people just say things are communism, even if they're, they're not communism. This happened back in December. Uh uh, when they were handing out the Heisman Trophy, they awarded it to this guy named Kyler Murray, the quarterback from Oklahoma. And the night they did it, USA Today ran this story about how Kyler Murray has uh, uh, problematic tweets from his teenage years. And they showed these tweets that he sent when he was like 14 years old, calling people fags and queers on Twitter. And so uh, everyone was talking about it on Twitter. And I, I made this sarcastic tweet saying, uh, I cannot believe they'd give the Heisman Trophy to such a homophobic bigot like kyler murray i don't care if he was 14 when he sent these tweets he needs to pay i hope no nfl team drafts him and i hope the university of oklahoma throws his transcripts into a volcano and two days later i started getting a lot of pushback on twitter a lot of people sending me like angry tweets i'm like where's this coming from and it turns out someone wrote an article for yahoo news saying a lot of people are outraged about kyler murray's homophobic tweets oh yeah and they cited my tweet my sarcastic tweet clearly sarcastic and so many people were angry in the comment section how was that clearly sarcastic because into a volcano yeah, That's they, they, you don't think that that would be I, I how some had, people actually write like that and mean it? I also had an eye roll emoji at the end. The eye roll emoji, right? Did you consider that? I, I did not consider I the eye roll emoji. Is that? I, I thought it'd be obvious to a comedian like Ron Weiss who had transcripts into the volcano. No, that's the thing about people hide behind satire a lot. They go, it's satire, and satire assumes that people are smart, and most people are not. And also, it's not satire until they get caught. Uh, Oh, it was just a joke. It's only only like, A, you're not a comedian. B, your joke was shitty. C, it probably wasn't satire. (laughs) D, you're, you're trying to protect yourself, and it's not your fucking shield. It's not your parachute dipshit. But the top com one of the top comments on the Yahoo news story was this is what commu- Kirk Wilcox is what communism looks like. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, we we yeah. just say that we, we use the word communism and socialism and most people don't know what the fuck it means. No. And we just use it and it's like one of those things where it's like it's it's universally bad, but a lot, a lot of elements of our economy right now are very, you know, socialism. And you it's know. like it's yeah. one of those things you can't you can't ever have a conversation about it because people are like, well, that's socialist. And you're like, wait, so like I would like to have a, a conversation about this stuff without people just yelling at each other because it's universally like a negative. No, shut word. up, Ron. Yeah, shut you're the right fuck up. up. You're talking about socialism. It's yeah, bad. That's right. Bad. I, bad. I, USA. I made, USA. USA. Yeah, I made a tweet today, um, basically defending, you know, that that annoying uh thing I always say I was defending centrism. 
Because I have that uh, that meme where like three people are in an office and they're having a discussion, and the boss says, "Listen, guys, we need to find a solution to our social problems." And somebody on the right says, "We need less regulation." Somebody on the left says, "We need more regulation." And I, the moderate, I'm like, "How about just regulation when you need it?" And uh, the next frame is the guy being thrown out the window. And I was like, why has centrism become such an ugly, dirty word? And I tried to explain the the, uh, the explanation of the political definition of centrism, which is you agree with some values on the right, uh, and you agree with some values on the left. And when you add them up on a political scale, it adds up to zero. And that's why it's in the, uh, you know, you're a, a quote centrist. It doesn't mean you are in the middle of every fucking issue. You, you don't spin around like a fucking top, like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm a fen- fucking fence-sitter. That's not what centrism is. But... But nobody got that, and it was just a, a lost cause. Like people were, bo- people on all sides were mad at me because the, the way that centrism and moderation, moderates are portrayed today, it's that you don't stand for anything. It's that's like what they say. That's what that you're you're basically an undecided voter. Yeah. Well, I, like, I I I, uh, I don't know. You know. Yeah. Someone called me out for that. It's like, why don't you make a decision, Maddox? I'm like, yeah. I, I I'm uh, because if there's anything I'm known for is not having strong opinions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, the title of your next book. I don't have any strong opinions. Yeah, no opinions in this book whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's it's stupid. The whole thing. So, uh, back to the universal basic income. I haven't really seen much data about this not working. It just seems like it's still in the experimental phase. Some people bitch about it well, because by what standard does it work? A lot of people will say this about socialism, capitalism. Oh, it works. It doesn't work. No one ever says what the standard is. What's the standard for it working and not working? It's a fair point. You know, okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you whether or not it's I mean I, I guess I guess we won't know until we get to the point where we need it and then we'll know whether it works or not. But here's here's the problem. My, you know Michael Malice, um Michael Malice, he's been a guest on the show several times. Really smart guy. He just came out with a new book called The uh The, the, the new, new Right. Yeah. yeah, The New Right. And he has said this in the past. He's like a huge advocate of self-checkout lanes. And uh, people losing their jobs, and <laughs> I should I shouldn't say that like that. What he means, what I mean is, um, people who are replaced in fast food places with automated checkout machines. He loves uh, automated checkout machines. I'm sure he wouldn't characterize it as people losing their jobs. And again, I don't want to speak for Michael Miles, but essentially that's what I understand about his point. What happens, Kirk, if we get to a point where enough of those jobs are replaced that that um, people can't find employment due to efficiency? What do you mean? So, well, so you think you think that uh, technology is just going to phase out all the jobs and no one will have anything to do? Most jobs. I think, I think technology will phase out a lot of menial jobs that yeah. a lot of people have yeah. today. People will have to find new work, and I think when, when well, uh, but what about like, when, when when technology replaces jobs? People often find new stuff to do, and it opens up new avenues. Look at what Jeff Bezos is doing. He's he, and, and Elon Musk. They're exploring space and they're looking to colonize Mars and, and the Moon and shit. I think I mean, that won't create any jobs. No, but I think the point is is that the jobs that those people create aren't going to be filled by the dude who was flipping burgers at the Burger King. Right. Who? You know? What are your dipshit high school kids? Uh, the fuck ups going to be doing? Probably fucking joining the military. That, I mean. Great, and then what? And then what? What do we have to like keep starting wars to justify their existence? No, man. So, so like... politicians have to find them work. Like, what kind of work are they going to find? No, or do, or do you just want to send them a check and I mean, say you don't have? I to I don't work? know, man. You said that government point is the pursuit of happiness. That's part of the yeah. Your they definition have to figure their government. life out. That, they have to figure. It's not up to me to figure their but, life but out. But if like, it's not up to me to take care but, of them. Like the U.S. has 330 million people in it, and what if 130 million people have no job? 
I think that's the case right now. Like 90 million, 90 to 100 million people are like don't currently don't work. It's not, like that. No, our not unemployment in is no crazy. Way. It's like 5%. It's like less it's like than 5%. Less than 5%. It's yeah. a, it's a, a Isn't that always a misleading? Like both, and both yeah. Republicans and Democrats do this. Yeah, they always true. do this. They say, oh, the unemployment rate is lower because people stop looking for work. Yeah, no, and I've yeah. seen liberals and conservatives both spin it that way. Every time there's an low like, unemployment rate. How do you fucking know that? Yeah. Because they always say, well, it's not all roses because it's actually because people are so depressed they gave up on the economy and they're just. It's like on a on yeah, and I'm like, well, how are they making a living? Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, this has been a, an interesting and uh, uh, long debate about uh, universal basic income being for pinko commie dipshits and farts. Farts was the other big debate that we had. Yeah. Vote ha- on this. Have there been stories though about like I hate to interrupt, but uh, like a lot of these no, uh, coal, these coal miners and stuff that lost their jobs to like coal factory plants and miners closing. Did like haven't there been stories that a lot of them have found coding jobs and have learned to code, and, <laughs> which has become a controversy? <laughs> I'm serious. I've seen. Me? Is this, are you fucking with me, Kurt? No, no. Miners didn't become coders. No, no. no. That's why they voted for Trump. There they didn't is have any fucking job. There is chasms of knowledge that you would need to go from mining to coding this isn't something like you just can't pick up coding overnight and become a, co- a competent well, not coder. overnight but maybe how, how long yeah, would it like take the, to figure to what about someone a three-day weekend well okay like where you're really fucking focused but here's here's the thing so coal miners are losing their jobs and then they're like oh well they let's say let's well, the say this is true with, the, with the andrew yang I'm, I'm trying to help you out right. here the big thing with andrew yang is truck drivers and tucker carlson fox news tucker carlson makes a big deal about this if we automate trucking you're going to eliminate like a quarter million high-paying jobs. and that's going to happen yeah eventually because we eventually cars will drive themselves yes trucking will go away taxis will go away Uber and no, Lyft taxi, will go away. Uber, Lyft. Those will all go away. Blowjob robots. Blowjob robots will still will come on board, but you can't afford them because you don't have a job. And then, so you, like, let's say your coal miners, your coal miners lose their jobs. Let's say they actually learn to code. Eventually, the coding jobs are going to go away because only one person will need to control all the fucking coding for Amazon. So it'll be Jeff Bezos, coding guy, maintenance guy. Three people work for Amazon, and that's it. There's no more. Amazon employs. Like, shitloads of people and underpays the fuck out of them, especially if you work in a warehouse. But is the idea then, I mean, isn't this kind of like, it's like we don't know what we don't know. Like, maybe we are turning into a system that is more, we have the robots to do all of our shit for us. We get this universal basic income, which frees us from, to, to pursue other things. Maybe things we don't even know yet because it's such a foreign concept to us. Right. I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. I mean, I think work and challenge is a good thing for the human soul. I don't. I think actually just having pure leisure time, you know, it's it can be a negative thing, you know. But it's like maybe this is a thing that like we are free to pursue other things. Exactly. And we, you know, and I don't know. It's I just my point is I think ideas should be tested. That's where the futurists are going. That that what that's what they're saying. Like these, like um, Elon Musk and everyone. They're like eventually people won't need to work. At all, you'll be able to do art or other things and explore. Yeah, but you know, man, live. it's gonna be so much shitty art. Of course, it art is. is basically like a lot of art. Listen, there's a lot of art that's good. point nine percent of but art is. I shit. always say most most things of everything is shit. Most movies are shit. Most music is shit. Most art is future garbage. Yeah. Like it's always like you know, and because you got to make a lot of shit before you get good at something. Right. So I mean, most of Maddox's early arguments were shit. Okay. <laughs> Tired of this. Uh, I will say this. I will say Is it because you're old? You know what? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> E3 made you tired. Oh, my God. I, I am still in the haze of alcohol from all week long. It's been ridiculous. Uh, the amount I overdid it. Um, oh, and we should get to the my, my blood drawn, uh, Ron. Oh boy, yeah, because I, I finally, I finally did Ron's Babcock tip, and I got my blood drawn. I got a, yeah, uh, do, I donate blood. It's good for your heart. Uh, real quick before we do, though, I got a super chat from Jake Smith for a dollar. Thank you, Jake. Uh, but anyway, let's get to. So we're gonna wrap this up. Vote on MadcastMedia.com. If you guys want to leave a voicemail, the phone number is at the bottom of every best debate episode. If you click on the best debate, click on any episode. The phone number is there. You can leave us a voicemail. We'll be playing those in a minute. But I do have a recap from last episode's debate okay yeah last episode we debated whether or not fans are too entitled uh because we specifically the context was the game of thrones ending which uh brad we watched it together yeah yeah and i thought terrible uh, well i said i thought the ending was fine you watched three fucking episodes of the entire series i know i've watched your opinion is completely useless when it comes to that speaking of game of thrones though uh paul flart please re-edit the game flat final season of game of thrones with your farts yeah, that I would watch that. That's the only thing yeah. that can improve yeah. that. Every the time final the dragon thing. spews fire. <laughs> um, Great. You know, based on someone who isn't very invested in the series and doesn't give a shit, I thought it was fine. It was a fine ending. It was lazy as fuck writing. Uh, you know what? They ended it, though. Yeah, because they were <laughs> done. <laughs> it, it, it did end. The, mm-hmm. the last episode's got the guy giving the bullshit reason of why we did what we did. Like, uh, well, you know, she was bad the whole time. Uh. Well, it sounds like Brad was one of these people who signed a fucking petition to have the ending changed. I didn't because I'm not stupid. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, so I put the question to the audience, and I asked, are fans too entitled? And it was 72% of the vote. Yes. Correct answer. Finally, fucking this audience for the first time in 136 episodes. Correct answer or second. Uh, and then at the <laughs> the other part of the debate, I asked is, does the Game of Thrones finale need to be remade? I asked the uh, the audience, and the uh, the choices were no and yes. I'm an entitled crybaby dipshit who only finds meaning in fictional universes with dragon bullshit. And <laughs> with 73 percent of the vote, no. Hey, yes. congratulations, guys. <laughs> Voted correctly. Again, it's the second time in the history of the show and this episode. Anyway, uh, we should get to the Babcock tip. What, Ron, what do you got for us? Well, I had a, I was all excited. I had a, I, I went above and beyond this week for the Babcock tip. I My tip was going to be to... Uh, okay, this is such a hippy-dippy thing, but I love it. Uh, it's to make your own uh, deodorant. So I made my own Apache deodorant, which I do, and I swear to God, I swear to fucking Christ, ever since I started using it, I sweat less. I swear to God, it's been great, and I was going to give you some, and I was going to have you use it the whole week, and then next week, you know, if it doesn't work, you can shit on it, and like you are objectively probably one of the sweatiest people I've ever met. You know, you, you are Ar- Armenian. I don't like that, wrong. You know, I mean, listen, you are uh, like a factory of sweat. Like you, like if, if if somebody asks you, like, hey, what do you do for a living? Like, if you answer, I sweat, they'd probably be like, oh, okay. You, no one can accuse me of not employing my olfactory nerves. So, uh. but I dropped my bag and this little like glass goblet that I had in it because I put it in a glass jar for you, not plastic. And I didn't realize it broke. And when I went to open it, all these glass shards dropped in this homemade deodorant I made. And I actually, for a second, was like, I should probably still give it to him. But then I realized, you know, if you were putting glass on your underarm. <laughs> So that, that tip got fucked, but if you want to make it, uh, it's just six tablespoons of coconut oil, four tablespoons of baking soda, and four tablespoons of organic cornstarch. 
you just mix the baking soda organic cornstarch together and then slowly put in the coconut oil i make sure the coconut oil is fully melted and then it'll solidify to room temp and then you could use it as deodorant no shit that's all it takes i I swear i've spilled all that shit on me and i didn't smell any better uh but i will give you an actual (laughs) babcock tip uh i got a new car uh well new to me 2011 honda fit sport and uh, I noticed whenever I put my iPhone in, it automatically starts playing a uh, song from my iPhone, yeah. and it automatically starts playing the same song yes. from my iPhone, and it drives me fucking crazy. So what you do is, uh, this is my Babcock tip, just go to QuickTime or go to whatever recording software you have. Just record like a five-minute empty track of silence. Drag that into iTunes or whatever you use to sync your uh, phone device. Label it A. Like just the letter A for song, A for artist, and that'll always be the first thing played in your car. So that'll give you five minutes to figure out what you really want to play. So you don't have to be annoyed by the same song over and over and over again. Wow, good tip, Ron. I got a, a Maddox tip for you. It's called uh, get an Android. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the yeah, same this thing. This shit doesn't happen. Uh, this happened. Like, Are you with fucking Rucka. serious? This doesn't happen. Yeah, no. Get a fucking Android. Yeah, get a fucking Android. Rucka has a no, car. No, you know why I'm not gonna get an Android? Because you're literally my only friend who doesn't have an Android. So I can't text. Text you from my computer, no. so yes, I have to can't. text fucking Maddox. I gotta go to my actual phone no, to you text don't. you. Get Here's, fucking go. You can do that shit on Android. There's here, all sorts yeah, of apps to do yeah. it. Here's a Brad tip for you. What the fuck are you gonna use now that they're getting rid of iTunes for your fucking phone? Oh, anything oh, else, right. man? Yeah, anything. <laughs> right, else. right. But what are you going to use? Yeah, what are you, you have to use? iTunes is already on my fucking. They're not gonna take it away, baby. Yeah, they, it's already on there. They're getting yeah, rid of it. It's it's literally, what are they gonna do? Take it out of my phone? Yes. Fuck you. They I thought they're just splitting it up into different apps. Well, who the fuck? Knows I'll put it up doing. on airplane mode. Then they can't get to it. <laughs> uh, it's How such come a I can't text Ron? He's in airplane mode because he doesn't want to update his phone. Yeah. The old the old moderator uh, for this uh, for the show, Rucka. Yeah. He <laughs> he. He, he he in his car like it, anytime the Bluetooth connects, it plays a random fucking track. He goes, he goes, oh, it's a, it's play, it's play, it's a feat. I don't think I'm like spot on, Rucka. I, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a penguin. I thought he was in the room. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's playing, it plays a random song, and he's like, you know, it's. I don't think it's a feature. I think it's a, sh- it's whatever the fucking shitty app, Apple, iTunes, iPhone, whatever They're, fuck they it are does. Splitting up the apps, and I yeah, fucking hope they fix that garbage because it yeah. drives me crazy. What, so I have also told, I've also had people reach out to me, and they're like, I don't know why, but something with the naming of this podcast for some reason puts it as their number one track, and every time they start ah. their car, it's this podcast that comes on. So you're welcome. You can hear my fucking cool ass voice. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so sick. All right, Ron. So I did have my blood drawn the other day. So um, good for you, buddy. In one of my in one of my uh, drunken stupors, I was stumbling to the hardware store. Oh my god, I lost my keys for the first time in my life. I was having to replace my keys, and on my way back, and I'm like, you know, pretty uh, pretty rough shape. And I'm walking because I got home at like 5 in the morning, and all I did was drink vodka and had lobster pizza all night long. And so I'm – yeah, trust me. I'm one of those. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a rough night. And so I, on my way back, I see this blood drive going on. I'm like, oh, I fucking – yeah, I can have some of this shit. You know, it's uh, worthless. I'm, I'm sure it's like all my blood has been completely displaced with uh, vodka and lobster pizza. So I pop into this thing. It's like a crab claw floating in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, 
It was fine. You could have it. Uh, the pump is stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's choking. It's making gurgling noises. Uh, so, I, yeah, I donated this shit, and I look at that questionnaire. It's like, have you ever had any of this shit? Huh? Is your blood clean? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking clean as shit, dude. Just take it already. Uh, and they gave me a free, free cookie, free uh, juice, some snacks, and a free movie ticket. How about that? Yeah, they do hook you up something like, you like yeah. tickets to like hockey or some shit. And, like, all right, I'll go see some hockey. And all that like fucking pussy shit where people are like, oh, you're going to feel tired because your iron's low. You better replace it. It was like, I felt great. Dude, just take a bite of, of bacon and, or meat. Yeah, and I, you're felt, fine. I felt fucking great. I was like, you know what? I don't need to replace shit because I feel great already. Anyway, so some, some lucky person in this world is going to get my blood pumped right into them. Oh, my God. They're going to be like, why am I growing so much hair all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Fucking cool as oh shit. Shitting in the yeah. shower. Well, yeah. I have all these wrong opinions. <laughs> yeah, but you know, fuck you, Brad. Tired <laughs> <laughs> of your shit. Do you guys want some cottage cheese? <laughs> hey, speaking speaking of uh, uh, wrong opinions, uh, let's get to some voicemail. Uh, <laughs> hey, and speaking of cottage cheese, here's one uh, a defense of cottage cheese from a few episodes ago. Listen to this. Hello. <laughs> fuck anyone hating on cottage cheese. Yeah. Bunch of assholes. Yeah, that's right. Fuck yourselves. Yeah, fuck yourselves. Number two. Mm -hmm. Shittiest city. Like, real city. Not Bumblefuck Utah or whatever that choice was. San Diego. Mm. Fuck San Diego. Okay, well, that's the voicemail. Yeah, Yeah, the the old shittiest city. Old shittiest city. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, Ethan Herbert in the chat room says, uh, Kodachi sucks shit wrong, Ethan. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, cottage cheese. I'm get. I, I got another voicemail. I'm gonna play the tail end of this episode after the uh, the uh, the outro music, uh, which you'll hear another defensive cottage cheese. But um, we got a call all the way from Germany. Our German caller called back in. Uh, listen to this. This is the one with in your the last mic. debate. I think you missed an yep. important point. You didn't talk about entitlement in sports fans. And I see this here with soccer, where they just run around all night, screaming, shouting, pissing on every corner, and demolishing things, just because they think that everyone is as into their team as they are. We're not. So fuck soccer fans, fuck sports fans, and punch a Nazi. Dude, I fucking, I always hate whenever a team in Los Angeles wins the championship. Yeah. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing my city get destroyed. Yeah. And people are always complaining about, like, you know, Antifa destroying, you know, rioting and stuff. I'm like, nothing compares to sports rioting. Fucking Lakers winning. Billions of dollars. $120 billion. Usually, that's an average of how much damage these fucking sports $120 billion? Worldwide, there's a lot of a sports I joked about it, but I once saw a homeless guy pushing a shopping cart full of fire yeah yeah <laughs> yeah where do you get all that fire a fire sale i mean that was the joke run huh? hey. come on huh who's having fun professional comedian you ain't having fun get the fuck out there it is um i was with uh, austin blank he was on this uh, uh show a long time ago it was when the lakers won when they won and we go downtown because I'm like, hey, it'll be fun to be downtown, see what goes on, all the craziness. And immediately, like, intersections were shut down by mobs of people throwing garbage into the middle of the intersection and setting it on fire. And we're sitting there at the front of this intersection. I'm like, wow, uh, front front row view. And someone picks up, and Austin's like, I don't like this, man. We should get out of here. I'm like, whatever, pussy, don't do it. And so uh, someone takes up a barricade, throws it at his at his car. Jeez. It bounces off the hood, leaves this huge dent. See, he that's the fucking thing that I hate. It's yeah. like, I understand if people are, like, I don't agree with it, but I understand people like want to turn over a police car but when you're turning over like a fucking toyota corolla like that's just some dude's toyota corolla 
You know, like just yeah, but leave the fucking Lakers one. What leave the fuck is your problem? Fucking Ron? Adam alone. Like just let him drive his like '98 Toyota Corolla. Yeah, it's his job at H and R Block. Um, here is a. I know they say like we just like break shit that people are like, dude, why break that guy's stuff? It's He's just, just trying to get through the day. To be a fucking asshole. Yeah. So we got uh, we got that voicemail from Germany, and we got a caller calling out the voicemail from Germany. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox, I just want to let you know. Uh, after hearing that German guy, he's a pretty pretty big brain. Um. Just so you know, saying really stupid things confidently doesn't make them smart or right. Just saying. That's all. Hey, you know what that is? Caller call-out. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in a while. The caller call-out. Damn, you got called out hard, Germany. What are you going to do about that? Uh, speaking of uh, foreign calls, uh, we got one all the way from... Or in a police car. Yeah, from uh, Ireland, uh, Captain Tanninch or uh, whatever his pecker, uh, <laughs> whatever this is the lady this pecker calls in again. Is it, is it we go by meters? Captain uh, Captain Tanninch, yeah, you know. Uh, is it inch over there? Is it Captain like third of a meter or something? Yeah, I don't stones, know. what do you guys call them? When they, stones. You, you, you hey, always, yeah, when they measure themselves in stone. A stone is 14 pounds, I think. That's something like that. And you're like, I'm seven stone. And well, he's like, asking you for that. He's asking you for a Babcock tip because it's raining too much. Listen to this. And you can actually hear the rain on this call. It's kind of cool. Listen to this. Hello, Lord Maddox. This is Dr. Tenninch here calling all the way from somewhere up a mountain in the west of Ireland. So I was hoping to get a bit of a request from our man Bob Robbie the Cocky. Um, hoping that he might be able to give us a tip topper tip tipping because it's been raining pretty much non-stop in Ireland, some of the worst rain we've had all year. So I was hoping that maybe Bob Cocky Bibbidi Boppy might be able to give us a tip about how to stay dry in the beautiful summer rain. Alright guys, uh, thanks very much. You keep up the good work now. Um, shift the Welshman or whatever. This is Dr. Tenninch looking very wet and very sour, so I'm up a mountain in Leitrim. Slant! I got, I got it. All you got to do is Breaking Bad that shit, man. You got to be like Jesse and just wear one of those one-piece jumpsuits like they use when they cook meth. Every extremity is fucking blocked out. So you just oh, got to wear yeah. a rubber vinyl jumpsuit. You're going to be all in yellow, so cars are going to see you. And you're going to be dope as fuck. Yeah, and if you want to brew meth, you can brew meth. Yeah, you can. So you're already, and then, like, and as soon as you show up to any bar, like whether you want it or not, you're gonna get some attention. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna be the driest guy in that motherfucker. You're gonna be, and so are the chicks. Yeah. Um, here is a. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what the guy's name is, Mister Tenninch? Uh, Doctor Tenninch. Doctor Tenninch, and he's from Ireland. Yes. So he's a Doctor Leprechaun. <laughs> oh, hey, how about that? You know what, Doctor Leprechaun. You know what, Brad? He can answer right now because he's in the chat room. <laughs> he just gave us a super chat bread sandwich for two dollars. Hey. Says I'm Poppy. I mean, we don't know. That's it, his leprechaun name. It could, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Tenninch is a leprechaun. <laughs> uh, very funny. All right, we got another voicemail. Um, this one's about ska music, because I asked the question, is there a nerdier music than ska? Well, this guy has an answer. Hey, Maddox, you asked if there's a dorkier kind of music than ska? <laughs> Google nerdcore. That's nerd rap. It's about the dorkiest you get. Just anything by MC Farnalot. It's going to be far dorkier than uh, Real Big Fish. Later. Yeah. Nerdcore. I have heard some nerdcore. What like about some... video game cover bands? That's true. And Kirk, I've been the in your car. Kirk, play, Kirk listens to the shit. I'm oh, into yeah. it. I'm into video game cover bands. There's a ton of really good ones. The one of the original ones was uh, the Mini Bosses. Yes. Yeah. They're from Phoenix. Yeah. And I've met those I actually, guys. We did shows with them. My buddy and I started comedy in Phoenix, and they were like the band, one of the bands There's... that were around that were kind of blowing up as we were doing shows. Dude, they're I awesome. Should, I should hit those guys up. Like they're super they're cool. cool. Dudes. Yeah, they're good dudes. Um, anyway, we got another. I'd rather listen to Mini Bosses than Ska. <laughs> yeah, Mini Same. Bosses. Are dope. Like Ska is like a, 
it's for a certain time of your life, all right? And I listened to so goddamn much of it yeah, in high 95. school. 95. It yeah. doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> that was the period. <laughs> Over 20 years ago. Yeah, you, fucking leave it behind. There's a point where it's like, it's tough to... I don't know, man. I I think it's because I'm ashamed of the person I was when I listened to it. You know, where it's like, you know that part of your life where you kind of cringe? And that's like... I look back on that and I was I was listening to a lot of ska back well, then. What ska was, it was a bunch of nerds who got together and from the marching band added their trombones and trumpets to a couple of guys that also played guitar and drums. And they're like, we're a band, we're cool. And then everyone was like, hey, I've never heard this before. And then one day later, no, these are a bunch of nerds. Fuck this garbage music. Look, you guys are both right. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's another voicemail. Um, this is a, a, a branding, Ron, for the Babcock Tip segment. Yeah, listen to this. What's up, Maddox, Ron, and whoever the fuck else is there this week? <laughs> I was thinking something. Calling the Babcock tip the Babcock tip is a missed opportunity to call it just the tip with Ron Babcock. You know, I was Way thinking about that. funnier. Then yeah. maybe some of those other waterheads will actually remember your name. See ya. I, I remember, I, I was thinking about that, but then I feel like that's been done. I feel like just the tip. I feel like it's, it just was one of those ideas where I was like, somebody's got to have done that. You know, but nobody has the name Babcock. That's true. Um, and I don't even think he said Babcock. I think he said Badcock. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, a long time ago, I worked for a news program, like a news TV show, uh, like a small little segment on some like small cable show. Stop bragging. And, uh, <laughs> and we were trying to rebrand. I worked with uh, uh, some people who created The Daily Show. Uh, uh-huh. So it was like I was super excited to be working on this show with these, with these people. And um, we were looking for a name. And I came so close to I was really pushing hard for calling the show just the tip because we were just covering a little bit of news and i was like it's the perfect it describes this show we were so close to going with that and that i think someone at the high up of the network um put their thumb on the scale and said no uh and then i almost got this one through too we, we were really pushing for um this hit show uh because if you spell it out it says the shit show and that was and and then uh, I you know I pushed it as about as hard as I can to the point where they're about to say okay you're not taking your job seriously <laughs> so I had to pull back a little bit but man I would have been so happy if I got that you actually know. would be uh, I love that name this hit this show hit show yeah, yeah that's right? great. Yeah, thank you. And just have it all in one word, no spaces. Yep, no space. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like we would, sl- we'd put it in spaces in the print and everything. But on cable, you know, on the cable guide, it would show up with no spaces. So we'd be like, oh, that's right. great. We just snuck it in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, that's it for the voicemail. We got one more at the tail end after the post music credits. But uh, Kirk, where can people find you? Uh, Kirk Wilcox on YouTube, Kirk Wilcox on Twitter, Kirkomania on Instagram, Kirk Wilcox on Twitch, or Kirkomania on Twitch. It'd be funny if you would just went by Dread Cox on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad, you're not uh, you're not too big on. Yeah, football. don't follow me. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's the best. And uh, Blonde Rob Rob Rock, according to Dale Watson in the chat room. Uh, Ron, where can people find you? You can find me at Rab Rong on Twitter and at uh, Ron Hay on Instagram <laughs> at blongblongblong Oh, there you go. This is uh, the most coherent we've had any kind of uh, plugs at the end of the show. But At uh, this point, people know. Yeah, I people mean, know. they're either going to follow or not follow, and it doesn't really make much of a difference. I, and I've been linking in uh, on the YouTube descriptions, too, guys. Yeah, that, those are okay. updated every week. Yeah, check out the YouTube descriptions. And you can find me at MaddoxRules or MadCastMedia.com. That's where you can vote. That Find the voicemail number. Uh, but we'll be having another show very soon. We've got some exciting stuff coming up. Until next time, I'm Maddox. Thank you to my real 
Rear Admiral Tanya's Rob Babcock. Bouncing butt checks since 1979. Thank you to the Deputy Moderator, Kirk Wilcox. And thank you to the Moderator and Training, Brad. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, Maddox. I wanted to call in regarding a very controversial topic in recent episodes, cottage cheese. So it seems that you and your friends disagree about the taste of cottage cheese. Now, I hadn't had cottage cheese in years, and I don't remember liking it very much. But, you know, since you're crying about how good it is, like you want to stick your dick in it, I figured I'd try it out once again when I saw some of my grandmother's fridge. And you know what? It's really good. You're, you're hey. totally right, Maddox. Uh-huh. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Cottage cheese is great. Wholeheartedly. So thank you for convincing me to try it again, because I'm going to eat it all the time now, because it's really good. Yeah. Thank really you for the show you survived. Punch a Nazi. Punch a Nazi to you, too. Really good, he said. He enjoyed it. And I got a big t- Here's a Maddox tip for you. Try the cottage cheese with pineapple in it, because it makes yes. it. Right? Thank you. Fantastic. Kirk. Yeah. Oh, that caller sounds like he put his dick in the cottage yeah, cheese, Because it sounds like he enjoyed it way too much. Yeah, or you could just have the fucking pineapple. Ron? Pineapple's good, too. It's pretty good. I don't eat pineapple and be like, you know what this needs? Cottage cheese. You don't like protein? Do you even lift? hey there don't forget to subscribe to madcast shows on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast app okay bye madcast media network